You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Welcome back to another episode of the Womanpreneur Podcast. My name is Melissa Motes, and I am here with my amazing friend and partner in crime, Amanda McEwen. Hi. Hello. Hi. This is very awkward. So we're going to jump right into why it's awkward. Because we are for the first time recording remotely. So Melissa is in her studio at home and I'm at my home and we're testing out new technology. So please bear with us if the quality is not what you're used to. We are learning and we are trying to adapt to this new situation of not being able to be in the same place at the same time. Absolutely. And our episode title is called Forced Adaptability. Because sometimes we're able to ease to adapting to a new situation, and other times we feel slightly forced to, <laughs> which I think right now, all of us are going through some changes. All of us are feeling some, some differences in the world, and I think all of us are just doing the best that we can, and we're going to talk about that today. Yeah, we're also going to give you guys some ideas on how to make it better, but go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, it's, it's funny too. There's this little delay in the, our software. So again, bear with us, please. Uh, just like everybody else, we're figuring out new ways to do things. And it's funny in our super skills episode, we talked about the importance of adaptability as being a super skill that you need uh, in order to be in business. And this is exactly why, because it's good to adapt to a situation and at any time, but sometimes it's more of a suggestion. (laughs) Sometimes it's more of a, I'm going to try to do things a little bit differently. And in this case, there's no option. It's you must do things differently. Yeah. So right now, maybe you uh, have never worked at home before and you're trying to balance, uh, you know, taking care of your family and working at home. Um, Or maybe it's just you really enjoy going into the office every day to do your work. And now uh, you're adapting to change because your commute is maybe from your bedroom to your living room or your home office. Uh, And maybe just everything feels a little weird. So we're going to give you guys some different ideas of things to keep in mind, help you work through forced adaptability, maybe pull some of our personal experiences. Real one for for me regarding our um, studio life, we took an entirely brick and mortar business uh, to a 100% business once we made the decision in about 12 hours, 24, I'll say that. And with the help of our team, we were able to pull together and do it. But uh, learning how to adapt and teach virtually and interact with our students. That was huge. That was a really big one for me. But we're doing it and everyone's having a good time. <laughs> we're keeping our together. And all the students had to adapt too. There's a lot of them who look forward to going into the studio, being with the community in person, and that's not an option anymore. And there are a few that just don't want to embrace the change and they're just going to stay tight until they're allowed to go back in. But so many are just like, hey, this is what we have to do now. So we're going to do it and we're going to adjust. And what's happening, I think, is they're becoming more comfortable with new technology using Zoom uh, for video conferencing and 
getting used to not doing things in person, which will help them in the future. But also there, maybe there are people who are hesitant and thought, I don't like to do things remotely. I don't want to use my webcam or my camera on my phone. And then because of this, they realize, well, it's not so bad. It's not so scary. I can do that. And then going forward, maybe they'll be less inhibited in some of these opportunities to do things remotely. Absolutely. And we were telling our voice acting students that, you know, day in and day out, we do a lot of live directed sessions where we're connecting with clients in various ways, not necessarily video, but um, just kind of building up your comfort level and your confidence with working with technology is huge because whether you're a voice actor, which I know not, not everyone tuning in is involved in that industry um, or not. Uh, technology is not slowing down in any way. Um, it's only going to become a bigger part of our daily diet of life. So uh, I think the sooner you kind of embrace it and adapt to all of the different technology that we've got available, just the, the more um, you'll be able to continue to grow. It's, it's important. Yeah, and I'm hoping that what will happen with this is that people will open up their minds a little bit. And if it's Sometimes there's a lot of employers who don't feel that their employees should be allowed to work from home or they can't be trusted to work from home. And because of this, and so many are required to work from home, I'm hoping that they see you can trust people to get their jobs done remotely. And that might keep that opportunity going in the future, even when they're able to resume working as normal. It's just, is that gizmo in the background? Yes. I can't believe it. Oh, you've heard Melissa talk about her old man cat. So there he is. There's Gizmo. There he is. And my daughter just got here. And these are some of the things we have to overcome recording remotely and adapting is background. Hi, Abby Motes. (laughs) We're in the middle of our podcast shoot right now. So yeah, if if you and Gizmo maybe want to just... Welcome to the show, Gizmo. He's telling us how he feels. He's like, you know what? Melissa has not left the house and I don't know what she's doing here because what I think happens is our pets are thinking, where's our shenanigans time? Like you're always here. You need to go somewhere. So it's been, yeah, it's a lot of days. That was our podcast. Yeah. So you, you get the the questions about technology and what I'm running into a lot is how do you even work from home? And we just did a whole episode about working from home, which is a very timely one. If if you want to skip back a few episodes and listen to what we talked about there, because I find that that's been a huge adjustment for people who are used to working in an office. I feel like they don't mind not having a commute. Like that's great. Some people are saving an hour or two or more a day, just not having to travel back and forth. But it's that how do you stay on track and motivated to do the work that you need to do when now you're at home in a different environment and whoever you share your home with, if there's anybody, they're home too. So there's all these opportunities for distractions. So it's, I think, an even better time to find that workspace that's separate from your personal things and just have a dedicated area where you can sit and focus and do your job from home. Yeah, absolutely. and. Sometimes, too, setting start times and end times when you're working from home gets a little tricky. Maybe you can't clearly define an entire eight-hour 
you know, work block, but maybe it's, you know, more incrementally, like for two hours, you're going to work, let your family know, I'm closing this door. I'm here working. I can't be interrupted. And then, you know, take stretching out, getting fresh air, uh, having, you know, something to eat, interacting um, and then getting back into it. Um, that might be a helpful thing. But I think one of the tips I was going to share was just be willing to experiment, you know, uh, tr try a few different things, maybe try working in your bedroom. Maybe there's uh, a little more peace serenity. Maybe you don't have a, an office space that you can, you know, use at home. Maybe working in the, you know, at the kitchen table is just not going to work because you've got kids doing schoolwork or a spouse who's also trying to figure out how to work from home. Maybe they have a lot of conference calls or, you know, Zoom, you know, meetings, et cetera, too. So try, you know, maybe try sitting out on your back patio. It's not too cold. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to, to, to try things, um, but just maybe each day tr try different different ways to experiment what makes you feel the best and the most comfortable. Yeah, it, it took me a, a while. I experimented with a lot of different places. I have a separate home office in my home that's dedicated for work. But there, there were times, especially in the beginning, and it's like, I can sit on my couch if I want to. And it was more, more about defiance than anything. But I have this little tiny laptop stand. It's like a little desk, but you can kind of almost like a TV tray back in the day where you could just, it's this little elevated thing and you can put your laptop on it and just lay down or sit down or, or whatever. And I would do that. I'm like, I've got my music going and I'm just gonna sit on the couch and work because I can. And then there at certain points that I would move, I, I have worked at my dining room table before just because I had more area to, to spread out. And for some reason there is a while I just didn't wanna be in my office and I don't know why that's where I primarily work now. But yeah, there were just times and any time that I would have a conference call with the same group, I would do it from a different place just to, to throw them off. It was fun for me. And they're like, where are you today? Oh, same place, just different, different uh, location within the place. <laughs> and Amanda's like, I changed my shirt, but I'm not wearing pants still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the best parts of all of this. And I guess we should probably say because. If you're listening to this episode as it's released, you're probably very familiar that we're talking about the, the social distancing as being required because of the COVID-19 virus. But this could happen in any kind of situation where you're forced to adapt. And that could be you lose a big client. It could be technology changes or there's big changes in your industry that you either need to keep up or you're going to get pushed out. There's a, a, a lot of different ways where you could be forced to adapt hopefully this is the last time we have a pandemic enforced issue for a very long time but it's one that's in our lifetime well yeah yeah for for most lifetimes i don't want anybody to have to deal with this but no i'm with you but <laughs> i think one pandemic per lifetime is a, you fought all <laughs> each each generation should endure <laughs> yeah <laughs> But well, and I think for, for me, the first thing that's important, too, is when this happens, you, you need to clear your head first. I think you need to get all of the thoughts out there because it's really easy to go straight into panic mode. Like I lost my biggest client and go straight to I'm going to lose my house. Like there, there's drastic shifts that can happen in our minds 
that are emotionally based. So I think sometimes it's like, okay, feel all the things that you're going to feel. Hopefully you talk to somebody, you write them out, you just get them out of your head, but don't react that way. I mean, really think about things logically. Like, are you, because you lost one client today, does that really mean that you're going to lose your house tomorrow? Probably not. It's let's, we try to need to be realistic about what it means and get some clarity about what's real and what's a, a worry in your head that is still yeah. real, but maybe not as dire as what you automatically think it might be. We can allow ourselves to fabricate some, some pretty nonsensical stuff really fast, especially when we feel panicked or stressed or jarred in a really big way. I mean, it's, it's easy to go there. But one of, one of the kind of jokey things my sister and I were just talking about in the last few days, well, actually, it's been over a week or so now since all of this, uh, you know, really was enforced to stay home, um, was, was really announced in a big way. Uh, we, we were laughing about how for like one or two days, we were both a little paranoid and feeling nervous about, you know, a lot of people were panicked about groceries and enough food to eat and you know toilet paper shortages and all kinds of stuff and my sister and I said yeah I don't know about you but I've just been eating a lot of Oreos and feeling kind of a little anxious and feeling a little weird and it's just there's this heaviness of things are different than they usually are and they don't feel quite right and I wasn't even engaging the news but it was just all around and a little bit of conversation through social media and everybody was just feeling so stressed. And I think just to add what your point was, man, is yeah, let yourself feel the stress. Let yourself feel, acknowledge it, eat the Oreos, sleep, you know, um, feel melancholy, cry. I mean, do what you have to do, but then you gotta put a limit on it and then you gotta shake it off, you know? And um I'm not going to go there with Taylor Swift right now, by the way. I'm not going to Taylor Swift song. I could have, but I didn't. But yeah, then you've got to, you've just got to like, you got yourself off, get up and, and get going, you know, and it's important. And I would say to set that time limit in advance, as in the thing happens and just say, I'm going to let myself wallow for two days, for three days, whatever you need. Hopefully it's not too long. But even set it in your calendar and just say, nope, I'm done now. Now it's time to move on. Because what happens very quickly is when it's good to allow yourself to get into that, I'm just going to feel my feelings mode. But if you don't do something to snap out of it, it can quickly spiral into that dark place and you get into the depression and you can't pull yourself out to do the things that you need to do. And that's where things like exercise and diet are very important because it's fun to eat all the Oreos and you should absolutely eat all the Oreos. But in, in this situation, we know that it's a minimum of 30 days that we're inside. You can't eat. I'm, you can't. You, you absolutely can't eat Oreos every day for 30 days. There will be repercussions to that that might not be as fun. But, but it's more about it, if you're up and around and moving, even if it means going for a walk, if you can keep your social distance, Going to sit in the backyard and just being outside and doing something, do some stretches or some yoga, or it doesn't have to be a full workout every day, 
but in our situation now, all the gyms and everything else are closed. So hopefully you're finding some way to, to get that movement in there because that it's not only about your physical health, but it helps with your mental clarity as well, which is really what you need to stay positive to get through your forced ad adaptability phase. Absolutely. And I think that's a really point you just done. Um, a lot of people are used to going to it every day or going to, you and I both love going to our Pilates classes um, and now can't. And that's a bummer, right? I mean, it's sad, but we're, we're all taking for the team for their good. And, um, you know, figuring out ways to do yoga at home or your Pilates at home. Um, I usually meet up with a walk-in buddy every morning and now instead I'm walking by myself or sometimes with Troy, my husband, but we're just doing our walks outside. Uh, there have been, it's been really cold, but I'm like, Hey, I need myself. I need this. I have to oxygenate my body. I need to get some deep breathing in. I need to clear my head. And it's really important that you make time and figure out a way to, to adapt and still take care of your, your care and your body. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the, the no Pilates thing has been very difficult for me, but what I did, because I know I can't, I can't go 30 days without, I mean, there, there are plenty of things you can do at home with your own body weight. And I'm lucky that my Pilates studio has been posting videos, but they're, they're real short. They're usually, you know, 20, 30 minutes versus an hour long class. So it's helpful, but it has to be supplemented with something else. So I actually bought some equipment that I, so I can do some extra things at home. And some people are like, how are you spending extra money right now? And I understand that because my industry has shut down. So I have very little work right now. It's a weird time to be spending money, but that's where the logic comes in. Like, yes, it's making an investment. I'm also saving my Pilates studio membership every month right now until it reopens. So it's, some of it is just going towards this. And it's, it's more of a, an investment because I know that if I'm not getting the right exercise, I can't do the whole rest of my life. So it's, it's a necessity for me at that point. It's not going out and buying a bunch of extra ice cream or you know clothes or something that's not really pertinent to right now. It's, it's for me, that's necessary, but sometimes I think in the very beginning, you almost have to spend more money. Sometimes it means I need to invest in some software right now because that's going to help take me to the next level. If it's something related to your industry or even when it's this situation, like I, for, for one, I'm taking the time to learn. I'm learning software like Zoom, which is what we're using to record right now. I just bought this new microphone that's real pretty. It's my teal color that matches my Aardvark Girl logo and it makes me happy. <laughs> I'm learning things in Adobe Premiere that I didn't know how to do. I'm just taking the opportunity to learn. I think that's a big component of what you need to do to adapt sometimes. It's just embrace the challenge, embrace the extra time and, and find a way to make make it positive. Maybe there's a free trial of something that you've been wanting to learn and you, you could try it that way if you don't want to invest the money in it. But I think it's just using the time to continue to be productive. And even if this client or this industry or this pandemic or whatever has caused this big change in your life to find a way to push through and continue to grow so that you come out of it better, stronger, and with more skills than you had before. Absolutely. 
one of the things that we've been doing, I uh, was just talking about how now um, I've been saying, my cat again, oh my gosh, I've been saying for a long time, and I wish I extra time to do X, Y, Z, things related to our studio business, things related to home life, um, things related to, you know, my work career. And I have actually been working more in the last couple of weeks around the clock than ever before because I have been getting, <laughs> sorry, it's really hard to concentrate. I've never had to deal with my super old man cat. He's 20. He's 20 year old cat. He, what he's got to say, he doesn't care yep. what he thinks. And he's got a real deep kind of real raspy oh, yeah. kitty voice. So sorry about that. <laughs> but what I was saying, I was just adding to what you said, which was, um, that I've ever felt considering, you know, the whole world has been like shutting down in a lot of places. Um, I feel like I'm using this wisely. I feel like I'm getting caught up on things I've really wanted to catch up on. I feel like I'm able to start implementing new things into our business for when, you know, lights get to speak. Um, but another big one is I think staying present. Um, it's there's a lot to be said about you focus on the past. Um, you know, it's not as productive. Uh, if you focus on future with uncertainty, there's a lot of anxiety that lives there. But when you are giving yourself um, present thinking and, and you're really investing yourself in the present moment, um, there can be in that and a lot of comfort in that. And you really look around and say, instead of thinking about all the things that are scary right now or unknown right now, it's more thinking about the things that are really simple in your life that feel certain and feel good. And, you know, counting your blessings, you know, being aware of, of the roof that's over your head or being aware of the, the people in your life that, you know, you can really lean on when they're, you know, I guess just uneasy. Um, being thankful for loud old men, you know, thankful for, uh, just things that bring you comfort that you have uh, in your life and, and just really being as present as possible. Um, it's hard to be anxious when you're thinking about all the abundance you have in your life and all the good you have in life and um, looking at right now. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that because it's really easy, like I said before, to just jump straight into panic mode and focus on all these things that could happen that you might be without and focus on that negative stuff. And that's just going to make it worse. And, and like you and I talk about regularly, just stay off the news, get rid, you know, mm -hmm. just don't pay attention to the daily, even if you want to check in once a day, because there, there is a lot of stuff that's going on right now that is very important to know. So I, I don't think that, you know, everybody should just avoid the news entirely, but the people that are watching it, constantly throughout the day, especially now working from home. I've talked to a number of people that have the news playing in the background the whole day. And that's just going to seep in and enhance the worry where to me, I need to shut that all out and I just need to get to work. I need to focus on the things that I'm going to do and how I'm going to progress and same thing, how I'm going to use this extra time. And I'm splitting it between helping other people and working on things I need to do for my own business. And 
that to me is a better use of my time than worrying about what might happen because that's, that might happen. That might not, we don't know. So it's, it's easier to just stay in the present moment and stick with, stick with what you know for certain. And you know, for sure that there are all these good things that you have in your life. So you keep your mindset on that. It's much, much better. It's happier. We like happy. We like happy in a big way. And it's not all sunshine and you know, uh, rainbows and unicorns. And we're not, you know, trying to suggest that it is, but I want to second you on the, the news and on social media because there's being informed or out info and then there is um, basically being inundated. And, you know, I like personally to use my own mind and to know. So I have full, con full control over allow my to see here and internalize. Um, and so if you're listening to the news and it's completely on repeat, repeat, on repeat, um, and it's stuff that's making you feel uneasy, all you're doing is you're selling that all day to affect you, whether it's consciously or consciously. So uh, give yourself a break, give your mind a break. Um, and I like what you said about, you know, turn on the music that makes you feel good. Like you were saying, we're able to start working from home. It's like, I'm gonna listen to my music and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm gonna do whatever. Those little small joys, all like, are your very favorite things that you know you love to do love to have you love to you know where do you like to sit you know when you're at home just some of those little things just go a really big uh big way right now um it's all the little things i i always love that when when people post stuff like uh on social or whatever or they'll say you know you know simple joys or it's this it's the little stuff or it's the little things in life um, the best things in life are free, right? So revisit that. What are the best things in life that are free that you love and appreciate the most and embrace those things right now because they give you a lot more comfort and clarity. Yeah, that, that clarity is a key word for me right now. And that's because, like I said, I've, I've been trying to help other people and I put it out earlier in the week when this all happened. I offered my services for free, my business coaching to a lot of people because I saw the panic and I thought I have some extra time right now. How can I help? Because people are just in this, I don't know what to do and I don't have any money. And it's, it's very scary for a lot. So, but I, the thing that I've noticed a hundred percent of the people that I've had these free coaching sessions with are feeling overwhelmed. And that has been the biggest issue that they're all dealing with. It's being overwhelmed and it's knowing the big picture of what needs to be done but not knowing how to get started. And that's what's holding everybody back. So it really is about first to everything, and you'll like this because you like to write down lists, but you need to write everything down because if it's all in your head, you can't, even me that likes to have things in my head, there's no way to really get a grasp and get that clarity on what needs to be done if it's all in your head. So it needs to be out of your head and onto paper, onto post-it notes, onto your computer notes, wherever it needs to be that, that works best for you to, to really just start listing out. These are all the things that need to be done. And then breaking it down into smaller and smaller pieces so you can 
assign yourself these little tasks and just say, I'm going to start with one thing. And it might be a super teeny tiny little thing, but then you get one thing done and you accomplish that and then you feel good and you can move on to the next thing and maybe take on another thing. And then suddenly, because you're only working on these little tiny tasks, and then before you know it, you've accomplished a big task and there's a big step towards your goal that you can do. But I think until you're really clear on all the things to need, that need to be done, it makes it really hard to prioritize. And when you're not sure what to do first, a lot of times you just don't do anything. And that's how we all get stuck is we're feeling overwhelmed. There's all these things. I don't know what to do. And so you just don't do anything. And then you feel more overwhelmed and then the cycle continues. So it's yeah. get it all out of your head, write it down, put it in a spreadsheet, which is, you know, how I would do it. <laughs> your computer notes though, or your phone notes, just wherever it needs to be so that you can really see it and start moving the pieces around and putting them into little buckets or chunks of things that you can do in one time and then just start getting stuff done and, and make it realistic. Yeah. They say that with goals anyway, they need to be achievable. So just start small, especially right now, because even accomplishing one little thing can feel really good. Like one little thing for you right now might be just to get up, show up. And that means get up and show up yourself um, up at the same time you normally get up um, you know things where your your version of your your old normal was um, shower get dressed do your thing do your workout eat your breakfast have your coffee do whatever um, and just show up and I was thinking about the other day when I was it was just kind of a lot of differences with everything going on. And I was like, you know, certainty is just that. I mean, it's uncertain, but if you think about it, every single day of lives that we wake up, no one knows what the day will bring. And tomorrow, no one knows what tomorrow will bring. So have a little comfort in knowing that you might feel the uncertainty of, right, what's going on right now is super uncertain uncertainty lives at so all you have what you have to do is to create and craft your existence in your day in the very best way you can um and it's all we always say it operates from your mindset you know so just try to keep a positive mindset try to be as optimistic as possible try to talk to the most optimistic people in your life the people you know that are the most and the most uh, encouraging. Um, I was saying to Troy the other day, I said, I just always want to be hopeful because I think hopeful is more helpful. And he was like, yeah. And I, I think being the other is less so. And um, just, just try to keep the, the optimism flowing as much as you can. Yeah, I think optimistic. Yes, laughter is very important, always. But right now, I think especially and I think it's important to be realistic too. And now here's where I come back to my, my thought of being logical about it. And it's, let's take, take, if there's something that you just can't get out of your head that is a constant worry and it's a valid worry and you, you need to figure out what to do. Again, it kind of comes to getting it all out, but like the big struggle right now that most people are concerned about their finances because that maybe they don't have work at all or they have less work and their bills are still there. 
And so I think it's, it's really important to be realistic and be logical about this. Figure out what your budget is. And that is what are all of your expenses? How much do you realistically have to pay? You know, it's taking in consideration your rent or your mortgage and your utilities and food and whatever else that you have that you know you have to pay. And then figure out from there, okay, so I have enough in savings, I have enough cash on hand, whatever you want to call it, that I can get through X amount of, of days before I really have to worry. And then you can kind of backtrack and, okay, do I need to cut expenses somewhere? Do I need to make some adjustments? Do I have any ability to make any money right now just to, to get by? Because then there's other options that will be presented that can sound really good, but can get people into trouble too. And that's like right now, you know, if, if your mortgage or your bank is going to offer you a two month deferment or something like that, that could be great. But it's, I think, also good to remember you're still going to owe that money. So you want to be really careful about not getting further into debt by, I'm not going to pay these bills right now. Because there's a lot of words being thrown around that's like, oh, we're just going to forgive that. It's not being forgiven, it's being delayed. These people are still going to want their money at some point. And it becomes a very personal decision if you want to pay minimums on your credit cards, knowing that you're going to pay extra interest. But that keeps more keeps you more liquid in the current moment, which some people really need. Do you have enough actual cash on hand where you can continue to pay your bills and save the interest and just keep going? And it's it's a very personal decision, but I think you have to consider all of the the different ideas out there instead of just yeah. going straight into panic and say I can't pay my bills anymore, and then just walk away from it because that's when you get you just dig yourself into a deeper hole that's harder to get out of. And it's not your fault. This isn't anybody's fault. We didn't do this. It, you mm -hmm. didn't, you know, it, it, that's the really hard part about it is people are looking for somebody it to is. blame and there just isn't. Yeah. And I think what you're saying is weigh out your options and try to look at it from many different vantage points. If you're not sure uh, think of someone in life who has a little more financial experience or could maybe provide a little bit more guidance. We all have different people's lives that we turn to our money matters or be someone in family. It could be, a, you know, a, a true financial advisor, it could be someone that you're involved in with business, but sometimes getting um, a second set of eyes on it or sharing, you know, saying, man, I'm feeling really, you know, overwhelmed. This is what I'm working with. This is, you know, the situation that I'm in. Sometimes having somebody look at it, they can give you some other ideas, suggestions, strategies. This is just um, will really, really help. But I think it's really important what you said, Amanda. Um, we're all in this together, you know, so if you feel really alone and you feel really overwhelmed and the final aspect of it is the heaviest part for you now, because maybe you were really laid off or, um, you know, you're a freelancer and like what you shared, Amanda, in, in production and it's just kind of come to a temporary screeching halt, um, find yourself that you're not yourself. I think some people really get in their head and they think they're the only ones 
it's um, a little bit of comfort knowing that other people are going through the same thing so we can lean on each other and, and be there for each other. And then I always come back to that really simple statement, which is this too shall pass, you know, and it doesn't feel like it when you're in the thick bit and it's easy to really kind of get swallowed in. Just remember that, um, that there, there's season for everything and, um, and you're going to make it through and, and you're going to come out on the other side better as you'll have learned something from this process. And I think all of us learning things like for me, the thing that I've learned is uh, I've actually learned a little bit more about my, my like sleeping schedule, my body really likes because I haven't been, you know, I haven't had to like get up at a certain time, be there at a certain time to then do this at a certain time, I'm sort of a little more loose with when I get to things in my day and I'm figuring out like what's better for my body. Um, even though I do on a financial side, even though I do save money and I do feel like I'm responsible with my income and stuff, um, I've realized that there are other things that there are other things that I want to save and do even more to be even better prepared. Uh, something unexpected in the future happened. Um, I'm kind of looking for the gifts or the silver linings in all of this and saying, okay regarding our business, regarding our personal life, how, how can I be better prepared and or should something blindside me, you know, in a way that I wasn't waiting for or thinking could happen. So look for, look for the learning um, because we are going to all come out of this stronger and wiser. And uh, I think we're going to have a whole new appreciation and a whole new level of gratitude for the little things, uh, the little places yeah. we go and stuff. Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, but I, and I think that's part of this thing that is one of the positives in a sense, and this is going to sound weird because it's not positive, but everybody in the world is going through this right now. So it's not a matter of age or of race or of gender or of social standing or political beliefs. Like it has nothing to do with anything. This is affecting everybody. And yes, it affects different people in different ways. But I think because everyone is going through it, people have become much more open about sharing and sharing those struggles and those things that people tend to normally keep to themselves because they're embarrassed or it's out of shame or whatever the reason is. But because this happened to us collectively, <laughs> and sure, you know, the you, people will still pinpoint blame in different places and we're not even about any of that. But because that openness is there, I think it's really easy for people, oddly, to become more social while they're social distancing because even though they're not with each other in person, there's sort of a commiseration of sorts, but it's more, okay, how are you handling things? Okay, this is what I'm doing. This is helping me. What are you doing? Like it's, there's a lot of sharing that's happening that I think is helpful for a lot of people. And like you said, because this is being forced on us, I think that when we come out of it, we're all going to know a lot more about ourselves, be able to make some really important changes because it's, it's really easy to kind of think that the worst case scenarios are never going to happen. And then something like this happens and it, it's a perspective of like, Oh, 
can't control everything as much as we might want to. Some things are just out of our control. So how can we better plan? How can we prepare if something crazy like this happens again? Maybe you learn what your, your more productive times of day are so you can change your work schedule going forward. Maybe you find out that you really love working from home and you can talk to your boss about making that a possibility or you make a career change or go into business for yourself because you realize, hey, this is much better for me. I feel better. Or maybe you realize I really need to be in an office and be around people. But I, I think it's helping us all learn more about ourselves that we can use to be better when this all goes back to whatever the new normal is. Absolutely. Like for, for some people been curious about working from home, this is surely one way to find out whether or not you're cut out for it. And a lot of people really do like that daily interaction of going into the office and seeing their peeps. So uh, when you go back to the office, uh, those couple people who used to drive you crazy and get on your nerves, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, they're the first people I want to elbow bump. <laughs> Notice I didn't say high five or hug. <laughs> I did notice. Yeah. But I think yeah. we have to find ways to make it fun because we're stuck. And again, for people like me, this is really not a big adjustment because I try to stay home all the time anyway. We all know that I talk about don't leave your house Wednesdays. This just has expanded to all the other days of the week as well. So not a giant adjustment for me in that sense. But I do look, there, there's little things that I'm making fun, even though they're not fun. Like the, the first day that I went to the grocery store and it was out of produce, which for a vegetarian is very bad. Yeah. But it was like, what are you, what are you going to do? And we know how I am about food prep. So I have plenty of meals that I've made in the freezer. But what happened is like, I, I've just, I've always had an appreciation for cooking, but now it's, it's forced me to experiment because instead of figuring out what I'm going to eat for the week and making a list and going to the store and getting it, it's been, what do they have at the store? I guess I'll get that. And then when I get home, I figure out now, what can I make out of all of these things? And mm -hmm. this led to some really neat discoveries because there's, you know, like a soup that I normally use, but it needs spinach and it needs cilantro and they didn't have those things, but they had chard. So then I made it out of chard. And I was talking to you the other day and I was trying to figure out why my broccoli soup was purple. And it, <laughs> it took me a minute to remember that I had used purple carrots because that's what the farmer's market had. And so it's just, and then I had to laugh about it. I'm like, oh, so my purple green broccoli soup, it's good. So, but I'm just enjoying the experimentation of not having all of my meals planned out and then just figuring it out. I, I, it's kind of fun for me. I don't know. It is. We've been doing a lot of uh, experiments cooking over here too. And it was funny. Um, I'm usually running out the door on certain nights to beat the traffic, to get to the studio, to teach our class in person, et cetera. And in the last you know, few days, my uh, cute to teach and just walking across my house over here, sitting at my desk and teaching the class. And last night, Troy had booed and he was drinking a glass of red wine and he's, hey, uh, you're not driving anywhere. And he says, do you want a glass of red wine while you teach class? And I was like, oh, so dangerous. I was like, that feels so reckless and irresponsible to be drinking red wine while I teach. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah, I think I might. <laughs> so, 
glass. See, I had like half I... a glass. <laughs> but I think that's where people are are making the best of this because before yeah. this, how many people had Zoom conferences, but now they're everywhere. You know, I think yeah. people using FaceTime and video chats way more than ever because it's the only way to have that. It's still not in-person interaction, but it's kind of the closest we can get right now. Yeah. And it's it's become fun in a way. And then people, it be, and I find this a lot, I've had people that I've, I've done these coaching sessions with and they won't turn their cameras on. And we know I don't like to be in front of camera, but I've been forcing it. I'm like, nope, this, this is what's gonna happen. I just got out of the shower and my face is still red because of the hot water and like my pale skin gets red fast and it's like so, hey, this is what I look like. You're going to have to deal with that. But the number of people I've talked to, they're like, no, I'm not doing it because I haven't showered in two days. Or like, I just, I don't think it's right to be seen this way. But then I saw a friend of mine posted on the, the various social media pages because she's a project manager has been leading a team. And she led her meeting in full green face mask and you know, she was multitasking, but like taking care of her skin while having the meeting to just say, hey, this is me. And I think that's great in a way. So these there's yeah. celebrities out there that are just posting videos and doing concerts and just making light because again, everybody's in this situation and we, we need to make it fun somehow. <laughs> How to find the fun, find the fun in it. Absolutely. But yeah, just for the record, I had like before I last night and I don't know. I just feel like it was one of my best classes. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's going to be your takeaway is I should drink during class <laughs> from the person who hardly ever drinks but I was like right. yeah, whatever it was super fun <laughs> but yeah you know guys just embrace all the fun you can and just keep the inner dialogue as positive as you can be kind to everyone around you be kind to yourself and and just know that this is a season and we're all going to get through it together. So Absolutely. that's how I feel about it. Anything else you want to talk to our amazing peeps about Amanda McEwen? Or do you think that we covered some good, good thoughts today? I think we covered it. I hope. And it, there's just so much about this because again, a lot of times it's kind of an option or it's a choice to, to adapt. And in this case, it's not, but there will be other situations, hopefully not as drastic, but where you're going to be forced to change, to adapt to a new situation. And so I think it's just, again, keeping a clear head, being logical about it, being clear with your steps, breaking it down into things that you can actually do and accomplish, and just make sure you're being realistic about what needs to be done while also being optimistic about you, you'll get through this just like you've gotten through everything else in your life. And we're in this together, so you know you're, you just you have no choice right now but to just go with it and try to find the fun. Absolutely, and may I suggest the art of having fun episode from the Womanpreneur <laughs> podcast? If you have not listened to that episode and you want to laugh, that was both of us in some very weird, rare form that day. I have listened to that episode a couple of times just to make my own self laugh. I'm laughing at my own jokes and your jokes and yep. it was a lot of fun. So that's just one I'll throw out there. But thank you all for tuning in and uh, hanging with us. 
adapting. We're doing our best to still get up and show up and be here for you guys. And uh, we were sending you nothing but good vibes and positive vibes. We're, we're here for you. We're all in this together. I'm high-fiving you right now to McEwen via Air 5. One, two, three. I don't, I don't know good. what a high-five sounds like. I think I moved my mouth and nothing came out. So Hold on. I, I went. There, okay. That's my so side that's, effect for that. It's all right. So I'll just lift one of those and put it on mine. That would be good. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, you guys take care of yourselves and each other. Be safe out there and we will catch you next time. Thanks for tuning into the Womanpreneur Podcast. Until next time, you've got this.